0: To the Multiversity Manga Club, I'm Walter, and with me, as usual, are my co-hosts Zach and Emily. How are you guys doing?
1: Pretty good.
2: I'm doing. I'm doing really well. <laughs> Maybe all things, things considered. considered. <laughs> all things considered. <laughs> um, th- this
0: month, we are talking about uh, one of my favorite creators in comics. Period. Uh, Junji Ito, and we are discussing Tomie. Uh, his very first published work um, and a, seri- a character that he's revisited a bunch over the course of his career. Um, I, I can't quite 100% remember because I don't I don't go back and listen to our old episodes. I might have said something in passing when I said we were going to do this about how, oh, you know, I think it's not as, like, you know, gruesome as some of his other work. If I did... <laughs> I I definitely said that at some point, maybe not, like, in the recording. So I was extremely wrong. I don't know where I got that idea. It's very violent.
2: (laughs) I'm sorry, Zach. (laughs) Oh, man, Tomie A, more like tummy ache.
1: Ooh, I wish we had, like, a sound effect board or something.
2: (laughs) I I did get physically nauseated a few times while reading this book. Because I made the mistake of reading it while eating. Um,
1: (laughs) That's... Mm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: That hurts to hear.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: So Tomie, the general premise, um, is basically a woman who... A very young, extremely beautiful woman who keeps getting killed and coming back. Um,
1: Specifically killed by the men that she seduces, which is... Right. Very, you know, heartwarming.
0: (laughs) So one interesting thing that I found when I was, like, first researching this is that technically the magazine that this was, like, maybe my research is wrong or something, but I I saw multiple things saying that the magazine that the first story was published in was, like, technically shoujo.
2: Um,
1: I didn't look into that, so I can't really... Well, so, like,
2: it? he he talked about in the afterword about how he submitted the first chapter to a, like, awards contest and won. And right. that's how it got published. And so is that what you're talking about?
0: I'm not sure. It was, it was in, um, it, it, I believe the magazine, like, translates to something like uh, Monthly Halloween. Hmm. Um, so I guess it's like a... It Spooky was like Shoujo? A, yeah, I guess so.
1: I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't know if it, maybe maybe the people judging it yeah. looked at it and thought, mm, "Yeah, this is for young girls."
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't find I couldn't find many details about the magazine it was published in. So you know, I'm just kind of going by the word of the internet, and we know how uh, reliable that is. Um, well, it can be. But yeah, the interesting thing about uh, this new collection from Viz, um, it, it's They've done, like, a few uh, recent collections um, of Ito's work. Um, They've all got these very stylish, like, matte um, black covers with some, like, red accents and some gray, uh, like charcoal gray for, like, the illustrations. Um, This one is, I believe it's the largest one they've done yet.
1: Yeah, I Um, think so.
0: And it's kind of, like, I kind of feel like the spine maybe is a little bit flimsier because of that um compared to the others
1: yeah i was gonna say i thought maybe it was the copy i had but um i actually got this at oticon (laughs) our copy that that we have here and and i'm using as a reference um but i checked the other copies and they all kind of had the same like the spine felt i don't want to say weaker but it moves more, I guess, Yeah. <laughs> just because there's more pages to hold. So. It's a
2: very thick book.
1: Yeah, there's like almost uh, let's see how many pages. I think it's over think it's, 700. Yeah, it's it like is, seven, yeah. seven fifty or something like that. Yeah,
0: but yeah, it's so, sizable. And part of the reason why is, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, this was, this was his very first published work, um, but he also like kept coming back and doing other story doing other stories with the character and so it's fairly interesting to see um you know his work in the first chapter that you have it's not like awful or it's not even bad i would say but it's definitely um a bit less refined um a little more amateurish and it especially doesn't quite get to the um levels of excruciating detail that he's later uh known for um But so just as reading through the book, um, you can see just as he developed as an artist over time, like um, just comparing the first chapter, like the panels in there to like some of the last few, um, just seeing how much he like developed as an artist over time. It's pretty interesting. I I always like collections like that Mm -hmm. um, where you can like in the span of going from cover to cover, um, especially in a big... Thick book like this, you can like see the progress of an artist in particular. Um,
1: yeah. And, and Tomie changes a bit throughout it too. And I mean, you would expect that from having done this over, you know, more than 10 years. Um, but the, the images you see on like the cover and the inside cover and back cover are what she looks like towards the end, which is like when I started it, I was like, Oh, she looks, she looks different. Like maybe there's a reason she changes like in the story, but no, it's more just like an art, a subtle art style change from him, you know, drawing this for however many years. I
0: think about like halfway through the book, he kind of like settles in on what he's decided, like, you know, this is what Tomie looks like from here on out. And from, I think it's about the halfway point after that, she pretty much generally looks the same.
1: Right. She kind of has the bangs, but they kind of part in the middle. And then that kind of, he kind of settles on that, that design.
0: Yeah. Um, so a lot to unpack here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> t- Maybe a bit.
0: Um, I think that the like most obvious question to start with is whether, you know, it's a move er, a movie, a manga <laughs> about um, a woman women seducing men getting murdered. Um, So is Tomie sexist? Is it not? Um, I think that I can like understand points of view. Like I could, I could understand someone reading this and like getting like, especially like if you just read a few chapters, um, you could maybe, I could definitely understand someone coming away from this and being like, Junji Ito has some problems with women, which mm-hmm. could be true. Um, I, at the same time, I saw, and an, this I'll disclaim this, this is not like an original thought. I saw this like as some random comment on like an old blog, blog spot like comment or something like that. Really good um, research. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw some random person on the internet years ago saying something along the lines of how it's important to remember in the context of the book that the whole point is that Tomie is not a woman. Tomie is a, you know, she's a monster. She's not actually herself a woman. And so it's more that she's like kind of like a distorted view of women. And I thought that was fairly interesting and a good kind of note to Start off on. I don't know about with you, Zach. For example, did you kind of get a bit of a oh,
2: Junji? Are you, a- I, you know, I mean, I do wonder if he's okay because just to, to <laughs> just come up with broad some of this imagery in general is just. Yeah, but no, I think I think that's a good take because you also have to think about not only the way that Tomie, Tomie interacts with men, but the way she interacts with other women as well throughout the book, which right. is almost just as important, if not like more so. Um, right. a, a lot of the characters, the main characters in this book are other women. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of, you know, it plays on... You know, from the male point of view, it plays on this idea of, like, possession and control as well. And, um, Yeah. you know, these men are so, like, entranced and overcome by Tomie, but then they all reach a certain point where either due to... Um, like fear of of loss or rejection or just like overwhelming, just being overwhelmed by her, whatever she is, they decide that it, they're just compelled to to kill her and to destroy her. Um, right. And, and it yeah. makes me wonder, like, what is this message about? Like, uh, I mean, Tomoe is just supposed to be this like ultimately beautiful being, but she's also just evil kind of um so i I feel like that that message is maybe like the hardest one to nail down like what is he trying to say about beauty and and that sort of thing
0: right i think that even even if you can like read it as like an as like a criticism of women then it's no less a criticism of men exactly yeah
1: yeah because i mean if you like the way i kind of saw it was that you know, she is basically this femme fatale archetype, right? And when the men kill her and chop her up, they basically say, like, well, I just I just kinda I kinda had to, you know, like, look at her. You know, she kinda it, it was almost kind of like, you know, she made me do it, kind of thing. Which right. kind of calls to mind cases of domestic violence, uh, you know, violence against women where people basically say, Oh, you know, she had to come in kind of thing. And I think that's why it's ultimately Condemning the men more than her, perhaps. Um, even though, because very early on, she's you see her in the hospital, kind of being dissected and examined by these doctors, and it's very clear that this is not human. Whatever this is, <laughs> some kind of monster, alien, or something. It's never explained, which you know is fine. This is just kind of a surreal, surreal horror story. Um, and she's also kind of like a virus, like with the potential to infect all women. Mm-hmm. which I guess you could, I don't really know how to interpret that bit. Yeah. But uh, I don't, I ultimately don't see it really as a sexist work because in the end, it makes the men look really bad too. So yeah. <laughs> I can't really read it as like, yeah, yep. Definitely hates women. Uh, You know, I, I could certainly like, like you guys said, I could certainly see somebody being put off by this. and I totally get that. But just my personal interpretation of it, um, there's just so much like, I don't know, like weird imagery and the fact that like this is clearly like not a real person and people also see that she's got weird growths and they see her transform and stuff. So it's not like they're totally ignorant of it. Um, Leads me to think that there's maybe a little bit more going on there than that like, women suck and they make men do terrible things.
0: Right. Especially Um, since there are like, you know, other female characters in it. And it's not like if all like the female characters, if, if, if she was juxtaposed solely against maybe like, you know, demure kind of. Right. Examples of like where you got like a vibe of, Oh, this is what a woman should be. Right.
1: A lot of women hate her in the story.
0: Right. But in this, yeah. In this case, you know, that, you don't really have that. There's a variety of other uh, women in these stories. So it's not like necessarily, it's not, you know, using Tomia as an example of you shouldn't be like this. You should instead be like, you know, this uh, example of a good girl. Yeah. So I, I think it doesn't have that kind of a shaming aspect to it. Mm
1: -hmm. This is, this is really universe brain, but I just had a thought that, you know, like she's, they all talk they all talk about how beautiful she is she's like you could maybe see her as like the ideal of beauty but she ends up destroying everybody she touches so maybe it's you could also read it as more of a, I, I guess as an anthropomorphizing of that ideal and how destructive that is
0: just like the, um it, uh, like an unattainable kind of yeah okay
1: Um, I just had that thought. I I, I know it's not super deep, but I'm kind of extrapolating out from what you guys just said.
2: Right. Well, and like going off of that, even there are themes of like addiction and like the destructiveness of addiction. Yeah. Obsession. Obsession. That's a big
1: big theme in his Mm -hmm. other stuff too.
2: Yeah. uh,
0: That is one of the things I wanted to talk about. It's just um, Ito... Is one of the like themes that he comes back to over and over again, and that he's so good at is like conveying obsession. Um, it's you know the focus of Tomie. It's the focus of uh, his famous short story, "The Enigma of Amigara Fault." It's uh, the it's like you know the focus of um, Uzumaki. His probably his most famous work. Uh, I would I would guess uh, here in the U.S. at least um he he, and it's it's of course obsession is a common like thing in horror in general um but it's something that he's he's just really good at um and it goes back to you know his art his like artistry the way that he can draw people and like he does like stuff with kind of their Eyes uh, um, with their kind of expressions. He's able to just give people these like terrifying, hungry looks. Yeah. Um, that I think that that's one of the things that you kind of see going through this chronologically. Um, you get a you get a bit of it in the earlier stuff, um, but he he kind of you know get he kind of like gets that touch that really uh, becomes a hallmark of his work with his like being able to portray people just clearly obsessed with something um, right. he, he develops that as the uh, as you go through all the Tomie works um, and, and like you know by the end he's able to just draw these like you know, right. people who are just giving these wild looks that just kind of chill you
1: yeah they, um, it's interesting because like I kind of noticed that as soon as somebody in the story gets the black eyes they that's when they've turned <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, that's when they kind of become Tomie's slaves I guess because like even some of the women come under its thrall and I'm not really sure I think I mean it's different than for the men usually the men are more will it, are more like they start out wanting to serve her and then they're like hmm I kind of want to chop her up and that's when it gets uh even uglier <laughs> uh but the women are more just kind of subservient when they get kind of in her thrall i guess under her control
0: mm-hmm. um, the best example of that probably being the uh hair one, even though she doesn't uh really appear too much in that one that's one of the few ones that centers mostly on um tomie and women Right. Um, there's a bit with uh, I guess that girl's uh, her father, right? Who yeah. is implied that he may, he might have killed Atomia in the past. Right? Oh, he
1: definitely did because he had the hair in his uh, right his desk drawer.
0: Um. So that's one. I that's one of the few stories in there that it might be. Is that the only one that focuses primarily on women? Other women? Atomia? Um, I believe. So. I mean,
1: that and maybe the photograph one. I mean. I think that was the one that got closest to being yeah, mostly what, about other girls. Yeah, that's
0: right. Um, but it, And in that one, you kind of, you know, as, you know, um, the whole uh, saying of, you know, men want her, women want to be her, to, you know, invert the, I guess you hear Austin it more the Powers. other way around, but yeah, uh, you know, just like Austin Powers. Um,
1: I don't even know if that's where that originally came from. No, that's just what I don't I think, think so.
0: <laughs> um, but like... Cause yeah, that's, that's what the hair one in particular centers on. Like there's like a simultaneous, like becoming beautiful by having this hair grow on me, you know, that's nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but at, the, at the same time, it's kind of like also being a conflated of like being connected with Tomie, being able to see her. Right. Um,
1: they see so visions that, of her.
0: Right. The more that's attached. That's one of the, Freakier visuals. That out. was
1: one of the worst ones visually, yeah.
0: Yeah, just turn that page and seeing with like the hair and her face, just oh, okay.
1: Yeah, and then she's on the ground and assumedly dead from all of the hairs erupting from every pore of her body. So that's very nice.
2: It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> one <welcome>. thing <laughs> that like one thing that like kind of struck me the most is, except for the first chapter. Mm-hmm. Um. There's not a lot of like sexualization. Yeah, That's I was true. just about to
1: say that there isn't too much. Yeah, like overt kind of lingering on, uh, on like very sexual imagery. Yeah, you're right.
2: Yeah, or or even like references to like that kind of desire. Um, yeah, it's it's like. It's implied, you know, that, like, Tomie and that teacher in the first chapter have something going on. But then after that, it's almost like the men are just...
0: Like, it's... Obsessed. Yeah. Yeah, it's obviously... There's, like... It's obviously implied, but, yeah, there's very little kind of, like, directly stated in that sense.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it just... He kind of just generalized it to a... To male obsession for women... Right. kind of rather than just like or you know kind of uh stalker ish love that she you know uh i don't want to say she asked for it but i mean she's not actually a woman so i mean she she engenders that in the men that she targets so mm-hmm. right yeah um
0: but one of the ones that i thought was well two that were fairly similar and kind of dealt with uh kind of an inversion of the same sort of idea and probably my two favorite stories in there um, were the uh, story about the painter and the story about the model because I thought it was an interesting juxtaposition and I don't know, um, they don't, I don't think there were like uh, anything in here like identifying when each story was done.
1: No, I'm assuming it was all. Uh, chronological right I mean, well I mean, yes it was all chronological
0: yeah. but i was wondering like how much time was done yeah. in between them because um it's kind of like a flipping around of um you know you have i mean all of these are about um tomie being desired as we've said you know being looked at being seen uh being you know kind of distorted in the mind's eye um right the, the painter one takes that of course to a a different level of um, him kind of seeing her for what she truly is. But at the same time, you know, that's still beautiful to him. Um, And so that was kind of interesting because I think it's, that might, there's something to unpack there about like the idea of um, maybe this like false um, objectification of women that, you know, men can have You know, sometimes you can get to a point where you know that it's not real, but you still are drawn to it anyway. You know, this is not what. Yeah. um, So that was interesting. And then you kind of have the flip of that with the um, with the model, with the modeling one where, you know, this guy is the one who's in this case kind of being seen by her and you know he's been seen you know as a model that's what he does he goes out right um and is looked at um you know he is an object of desire and you know the kind of juxtaposition of her putting her gaze on him and being unimpressed basically
2: um
1: yeah that's a good point it, it I is... didn't think of it that way
2: yeah yeah and then it's also interesting um, I maybe mis- I don't think I'm misremembering, but the the model is the character who shows up again later, right towards the end. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. And so, and like, he- yeah, and those are like serialization isn't something that this series that Tomie does much, except for right. in the early chapters and then in the closing chapters. This, and I thought yeah.
1: I thought the final couple stories were the best too, because I mean, the the male model guy eventually becomes older and he makes it his goal in life to keep the tomies alive because he wants to see them suffer when they're old and elderly and they're ugly because that's the worst thing you can do to a woman right is to you know see her when she's old and ugly and make sure she knows it which i guess he sees as like the only way he can actually get revenge on this monster you know this woman that doesn't actually exist but make of that what you will his uh
0: the that's why male models? What's that? The why male models?
1: Maybe Ito is a fan of Zee Lander? <laughs>
0: um, yeah. It, Unless
1: you had a serious way to go with that. I, I didn't know how you <laughs> wanted to answer.
0: Well, you know, that's just the line.
1: From Zee Is yeah. it? Oh, shoot. I don't remember. I'm sorry. Sorry.
0: <laughs> once again. I ruined it. Once again, I Damn brought it. things to a halt. Um. Yeah, it it is kind of interesting how you have the story, like something that kind of um, serves as kind of a more traditional arc kind of narrative towards the beginning. And it does just kind of end, you don't, for that original story um, with the photographer and all that. Well, uh, the first
1: story was like the school trip, right? Yeah, and the
0: first few kind of flow together the first few flow together kind of loosely. Then it gets a more of like a stronger, like narrative um, with the photographer girl. And then with, and with the um, in the house with the um, man who is like posing
1: as her. father.
0: Yeah. And then like, you know, the huge monster Tomie and then that just kind of ends that, that, that one, um, you know a lot of all the short stories a lot of them lack closure but that i feel that didn't bother me as much because you know well they're short stories and everything but that that was probably i guess one of the weak i don't know if weaker i don't know it's kind of odd to just kind of have that as it was like building up this momentum building up this steam um it just kind of stopped um and
1: yeah, you kind of get the feeling, though, throughout all these that, like, Tommy will never die. I mean, right. this this thing will never go away. You can, I mean, I guess that's really the scariest part of his story is it seems like you can't really get away from obsession, which, I don't know. I guess that's the part that, that would bother me the most because, like, you know, I read these, uh, reading this, you know, people move away and stuff and they're like, okay, I'm finally away from this weird thing that happened in my old town. And then you find out she's there, too. There's no escaping it. It even says that on the book. No use escaping. <laughs> I didn't even think about that.
0: Zach, I know you're not a big horror fan. Any any plans to seek out more Itō after reading Tomie?
2: Um, so it's, <laughs> it's weird to say that I'm not like a a big. I guess tr- I'm typically I'm not a big horror fan. Like I do, I like Stephen King horror a lot but yeah it's weird like i like i can do prose horror i guess because i don't visual it's the visual imagery of horror okay that yeah that is just like not to my taste um and so i'm not a big fan of horror film and i rarely dabble into like true horror comics um you know i i am a fan of like uh late 80s early 90s dc vertigo type horror which is a a different brand of horror i think than this um yeah and like japanese horror and is in general kind of a whole other genre unto itself um right so i don't know i don't i like i i think i said before we started recording that i um would really like to read cat diary one day um (laughs) And that's more on the
1: humorous side, I think.
2: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, But, you know, I did like this a lot more than I expected to, so I will give it that.
0: I definitely recommend, um, for the most part, less grotesque. Um, I I mentioned earlier, um, possibly his most, if not Uzumaki, then his most famous work in the West is probably uh, his short story, The Enigma of Amigara Fault, only because it like had like partial meme status back on the old internet um you you know the whole um you might recognize like the famous line of like you know this hole it was made for me Mm -hmm. um you know basically these um this fault line comes exposed that like shows all these people shaped holes and you know people are drawn to it and you know they're perfectly sized for certain individuals, and they just kind of go in them, and um, nobody knows what happens after that. And so that's that's one of uh, his most famous ones. And for the most part, that one doesn't get too grotesque. Um, no, a little bit towards the end. I
1: think it's kind of more like psychologically stressful. Just yeah. how people.
0: It's I still think, very stressful.
1: Yeah, I think there <laughs> are. I mean, that is the one I think that that most succinctly kind of sums up his his the way he depicts obsession because yeah. it is just kind of a one off. Um yeah, that one doesn't have so much of the scary imagery that say Tomie or um oh my gosh I have playing Uzumaki. Uzumaki. That is that is it, is
2: it bad that when I hear Uzumaki I just think of <laughs> <Naruto. yeah. laughs> the Uzumaki plan. Yeah. Want wa I can't I can't no, not be me there's no escaping naruto you know,
1: you know fun fact they were gonna call sanji Uzuma, uh uzumaki or something or no does uzumaki mean swirl i think i think i read that because he has because sanji yeah. has a swirl on his yeah duh because it's the that story is about
2: and the, the obsession on with it. swirls the headband
1: yes oh the swirl that's that's why it's really that's why it's relevant to naruto think yeah.
2: viral is the, like <laughs> translation yeah
1: yeah fun facts from the uh
2: so we
0: got our Naruto,
1: we One got our One Piece. Nari- yes.
0: Time to close the chapter on this book. Uh, so, <laughs> Tomie, a lot of fun. Real good time. Loved it.
1: Especially if you like graphic violence of women dying. Yeah. Sorry, if, I guess that's <laughs> if
0: you If you love seeing women bit, get killed,
2: boy, have I got a comic for you. <laughs>
1: gosh that's that's pretty dark walter well you know yeah
2: we do not
1: (laughs) we just like our listenership (laughs) well yeah no i mean i think i think with stuff like this there's often a misconception about horror imagery as you know trying as always trying to gross you out or offend you and certainly that's that can be part of it and certainly there are some horror media that don't do it very well. It's like just look like at,
0: very surface level, right?
1: Surface level. You know, look at look at um, the later Saw movies and and Hostel. Those are basically just torture oh porn. I mean, and I don't think they have anything else to say. But usually, horror imagery is used to evoke very strong emotions and has some other kind of aesthetic or thematic elements that are that go beyond just you know trying to gross you out. And I think I think we've you know tried to make the argument that Tomie is attempting to do that. So. Mm-hmm. that is, that is it, it has my artistic
2: commentary. worth yes yeah
1: yeah I think there's more going on than just like Junji Ito wants to see women get murdered
0: well, <laughs> I hope, hope Junji Ito
1: <laughs> if he's listening to this please
0: we're not we're not
1: <laughs> we're a little worried about you we're a little worried about you man
0: uh... so Zach uh, what are we reading next month is it uh something else extremely gruesome and violent
2: well I don't. I don't know how gruesome and violent it is. I don't think it's n- anywhere near this. But um, my pick for next month is "Cells at Work" by Akane Shimizu, um, because. Uh, so I'm picking this for a few reasons. One, uh, I've been hearing really good things about the anime on which it is based, and I did confirm that it is um, David Production who Jojo. does Jojo is the animator for, for the, for the anime. Um, but Cells at Work is basically, um, I had it described to me, or I have seen it described as uh, the like Japanese version of Osmosis Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's better than that. <laughs> That's not the highest <laughs> praise.
1: Is David Hyde Pierce uh, in, involved in this too? Wait, who was who was who voiced up, oh, oh, God? I can't even say it. I, with
2: I just remember Bill Murray as the oh, that so yeah. gross. He
1: was the yeah because it was um it was like a little bit of live action wasn't it? Because they right. were inside uh-huh. his body. Oh God, I
2: saw um, the But yeah, it's it's essentially like this world where um it's the the cells in in, in the human body who are anthropomorphized and and go about doing, you know, protecting uh, against uh, viruses and bacteria and things. And, you know, being from a medical background, uh, mm-hmm. I flipped through it. and I was like, oh, this is this is very funny and oh. very interesting. So I'd at least like to. Yeah. I was like, we'll give it a shot. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's kind of it kind of seems slice of lifey from what I've heard it's and lighthearted.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. It's like so, a slice of life over, like, you know, the cells in your body.
2: Yeah. Oh, um and and it's fairly. <laughs> Wait, did I make a joke or something? Well, it, I felt like slice of life, the cells of your oh. body. Oh,
0: I didn't mean that. But uh, yes, I did. Unintended. Yeah, I
1: wasn't, I wasn't sure.
0: <laughs> I, I just stumbled into that one.
1: Um, oh. These jokes are so good.
0: Um. Well, you know. It's about anthropomorphized but, uh, blood cells. Blood, there's yeah. lots of blood in uh, Tomie.
2: so yeah, there's a link there. I mean, I think so this is a good connection. this
1: is a good chaser to Tomie. <laughs> if I mean, it's yeah. more like it's more like a, I guess an antidote, maybe.
2: <laughs> Dang, a vaccine. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, it's fairly recent, at least here in the states. There are only five volumes out as of yet, and. Um, We'll probably, I think we're planning on reading at least the first two. Yeah. So, so shoot for that, and come back next month when we talk about cells at work.
0: Sounds great. We'll take a momentary break, run some commercials for our fellow uh, podcasters here at Multiversity Comics, and then we'll be back to talk about uh, August in Weekly Shonen Jump.
2: Hello podcast listeners, we're the hosts of the DC3 cast, I'm Zach, I'm Vince,
0: and I'm Brian.
2: Each week we discuss most of the new releases from DC Comics, focusing mainly on Rebirth, Wildstorm, and Young Animal. We also look at the news of the week, discuss the film and television adaptations of DC material, and dig into industry rumors. We've also had a number of DC creators on our show, like Scott Snyder, Jim Lee, Christopher Priest, Steve Orlando, and Joshua Williamson. So, if you like Borat jokes... No no bad to end the impressions... This is bad? What the f***? And an in-depth look at DC each week. Join us every Wednesday morning at MultiversityComics.com, Apple Podcasts, or your podcatcher of choice. Come get juergens with us.
0: Alright, welcome back. Uh, As always, our second half deals with the month-in weekly Shonen Jump. um, The month of August in this case. You'll be getting it a little bit into September. One of the uh, first things we wanted to talk about was there was a one-shot return of one of our favorite things to talk about, Sports Manga. We had a hot by uh, Akira Amano uh, this one dealing with hockey. And it had like an interesting, it, a very. I feel like a lot of uh, sports manga sometimes like try to. I mean, I say a lot. I've read like four or five. Three or four. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but, you know, like, say for example, when um, Robot Laser Beam was going, it kind of had this like difficult line that I was trying to walk where I was like, Taking golf seriously, but then doing, like, ridiculous stuff at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and
1: that might have been why it kind of, whereas interest might have fail, uh, faltered.
0: Amano did not bother doing that with this at all. Right. This was ridiculous start to finish, you know, starting to talk about how, you know, you must master hockey. Like, it was like a curse on their,
1: yeah, their family was, had, like, they're... died
0: from, like, ice and the cold and stuff. <laughs> right, like right, that. right. And so was, the
2: most absurd ways to. Right.
0: You know, so I, I I did kind of like that angle for it, where it was just kind of like, eh, we're not going to pretend that this is like, you know, a super serious, like, you know, yeah. way to learn about the sport or whatever. I mean, yeah. maybe a little bit, but that wasn't the focus and they weren't pretending. Other, or, um, yeah. Yeah. It was, and again, like, it kind of had the feel of, as we've mentioned with a few of the one shots, uh, where it kind of feels like, a pilot, almost, like, you could...
1: Yeah, I they call them one-shots. I don't really even know if that's what they are. I mean, they could, right? like you said, they could be pilots. Right. But maybe they don't want to commit and then find out that, like, oh, nobody actually liked
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you said you liked this one a uh, good bit, didn't you, Zach?
2: Yeah, I, I liked this. Um, one, just because I, I've kind of been missing... The, the sports manga uh, representation in Weekly Shonen Jump. And I, f- I feel like hockey is visually a really good sport for
0: yeah. a
2: right. visual medium like this.
0: And it was a good-looking uh,
2: yeah manga too. Um, yeah, it did look really good, I think. Very
0: dynamic.
2: Mm-hmm. And um, um, I thought that the... You know, the main character kind of fell into the, one of the, like, really common shonen and sports manga tropes where he's just, you know, this prodigy who got really good by doing something right. like, ridiculous. Tasks That's
1: or, very, that seems to be very common. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I, I still liked, I liked the dynamic between him and the, um, the main guy. Um, yeah, like, uh, head of the club. Yeah, right. yeah. Which, like, you know, I told you, I'm playing through Persona Five right now, and he reminds me so much <laughs> of Ryuji. Like, oh, the best. Ryuji,
1: Ryuji is such a good character. <laughs>
2: um, but um, and then uh, there there's just like fun moments in here that are just completely playing to to shonen tropes. Like when, um, what's the main character's name? I. uh I, guys.
1: Man, we are so good at this. <laughs>
2: We are I'm totally like, not
1: annoying anybody who I'm really likes
2: sure. no, um, it. But kidding. like he, he, pulls the you know like Goku taking off his weights, his, you know his like handicap moment where he's like, oh, I've only, I've, I've not been skating, <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah.
1: Right, I kind of like that bit too, and I think, I think, like you said, a very kind of action oriented, uh, sport like hockey translates better to kind of the. The medium because I guess it, 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 it just kind of inherently might have more interest value because more is going on than say like a shoji board or golf golf yeah. where you kind of have to use more metaphorical imagery you know you're not actually going to see like in robot laser being like dragons and snakes around the ball and stuff like that yeah so I think hockey was an interesting and I think uh, that, choice
0: yeah and I, th- I think that you know the kind of one-off nature of it even though it like kind of felt like it was maybe setting up for something I feel like you know, we mentioned all these like common tropes and these, and I think that the fact that it was a one-off kind of makes that stuff rather than just being like, "Oh, I've seen this before," it makes it fun. You know, right, yeah. if it's just a one-off thing, then sure, you know, oh yeah, cool. You know, the whole "I'm not using my full power yet" kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think like I think that you know almost turning into a series while it could be fun and everything at the same time, you could then run the risk of it getting stale. Um, Right. So I, it was a fun little thing. I didn't love it, but it was, I, I thought it was good.
1: I wonder if, see, I don't know. I wonder if stuff that's called like a one shot is really one or if it, might actually continue in japan and they're just not running it here for some reason or i mean i don't know why they yeah. would say that it's like but what if
2: this is the new jump star i
1: i guess I maybe about, yeah right i mean i guess maybe they do get some people that are actually trying to do a new series and then they right. might get one shots that generate a lot of interest and they're like hey do you want to actually make a series out of this so maybe that's what it is
0: maybe this month we got a lot of one punch man um <laughs> You oh know, yeah! They, not that that's a problem. Not, no, no, most certainly not. Um, the you know there are a few uh, weeks throughout the year that they don't have a regular issue and instead have you know they usually put in one shots or you know just a chapter or two of like one of their normal uh, series. In this case, our bonus our bonus issue was like over a hundred or like maybe exactly a hundred pages of one punch, man.
1: It was crazy. It was so much.
0: Um, and then we got more, you know, I, did we get one punch Man every week? this uh, month? We
1: didn't get yeah. it last week. I don't think that's right. All right. Uh, yeah. Next, last Monday. I mean,
0: we, we did get a lot. Um, yes, we did. And like you said, um, certainly not a bad thing. Um, We talked about One Punch Man last month, I believe, so there hasn't been, like, much more development um, since then.
2: Yeah, we're still kind of playing around with, like, Garo being this, you know, maybe anti-hero type guy. Awesome. Yeah, he is awesome. He's the best (laughs) character.
1: Yeah, I think right now he's kind of catapulted up in my... Like he's in al- my estimation of the characters, because he's—I don't know—he just
0: he's almost feeling more like the main character than Saitama for now. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, Saitama is always like the anchor and reminding you that this is a this is a comedy series. But they do they do play it straight occasionally, and I think they usually do a pretty good job with that. Um, I mean, they play they play the action shonen manga thing pretty straight um, at times, but there's always like the humor element, and I never feel like it's super, you know tone clashy or anything like
0: that. Right. And we got the it's like, awesome... I mean, visuals are generally awesome every chapter, but in particular, we've, we've had some real good fights with Garo yeah. just, that just are just astonishing to look at.
1: He pretty brutally uh, ripped this guy's head off.
0: Yeah. Did feel- anyone
1: else like this guy? King the Ripper? I did. <laughs> he was the guy who had just, like, swords for hands. Yeah, he reminded me of my my Johnny the Homicidal Maniac phase when I was in, like, eighth grade. (laughs) Maybe there there was just some, like, I don't know, Stockholm Syndrome element to it (laughs) from my past. I
0: uh, love to torture kids. That's not what I
1: liked about it. (laughs) Just so you know. It's interesting because, like, this character, you know, he looks so vicious, but then he's wearing kind of, like, ballet flats almost, I noticed, but (laughs) I don't know.
0: All the designs are... Very imaginative. One of the greatest things about the... Uh...
1: Oh, yeah. Like, even if even if there's not a lot of characterization for some of these people, which, I mean, you know, it's that's not really the focus of the story. They're usually pretty fun if they have a good design. And I don't think there's really any bad ones of the heroes or the villains, really.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is really interesting to compare... Like, uh, it's really hard not to, to, like, compare um, One Punch Man and My Hero Academia, both, like... You know the differences in tone, but also like the differences in approach to character design, and how they both have such great character designs, but they come at it from such different angles. And yeah, directions. yeah, right. yeah,
1: totally. And I mean, they they also feel pretty different too. I mean, uh, One Punch Man is like definitely more like cynical, I would say, towards you know hierarchies and just how how would um, hero groups, I guess, actually function. You know, they've got like the threat levels, like we have like the terrorists color threat levels or whatever they are that you see at airports and stuff uh except they're called you know threat level demon or wolf or dragon and stuff like that uh and my hero academia is usually pretty i mean my hero academia is definitely lighthearted a lot of the time but i think it generally takes itself more seriously
0: the the one one punch man uh heroes and villains like make always make me think of the venture brothers like the kinds of characters (laughs) that you see in there That are kind of, they feel like they were like designed very top-down of like, oh, you know, here's like a joke, here's a gimmick. Okay, maybe we should make up some actual characteristics, or maybe not. Right. Um, And then they kind of
1: just, like they do in Adventure Brothers, like with Sergeant Hatred. Right. It was just name-dropped in an episode, and then they actually made him a character.
0: Yeah, stuff like that.
1: Speaking of which, Garo... Okay, I just had this epiphany this month. But Garo looks like a mix of the Monarch and Vegeta, almost exactly. Like if you just cross them. Seriously, look at those two characters: the Monarch from from Venture Brothers and Vegeta from Dragon Ball. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong.
2: I mean, he basically is like Vegeta. Yeah, he then, kind of yeah, is I mean, Vegeta. He's like having the Vegeta. Um, right. The, the kind warriors, of kind of yeah. the
1: arc, yeah. Because now, I mean, it's pretty clear he's gonna become a hero right <laughs> i mean
2: yeah, to just, some yeah, degree to some degree and now like i mean saitama is very much like a goku type character you know like very right oblivious yeah and overpowered and and not exactly yeah.
0: like actually concerned with morals or anything right, like that. right. and i mean exactly, he's got
1: yeah. he's got genos under his wing who seems like he would be the hero in a story but he's accidentally in one punch man so he's not the hero <laughs> um and he just loses like all the time. Kinda like kinda like the other characters in Dragon Ball until yeah, Saitama or until job, Sai, Goku
2: Goku's really hard.
0: Yeah, he he's, jobs Saitama or uh Genesis the Krillin.
1: Yeah, they're both awesome. Yeah. You know? And they're both gonna have like hot wives by the end of <laughs> the end so. of the series.
0: So we've also uh, gotten some pretty interesting early development in One Piece. You know, we had that kind of a uh, sort of um, mini arc um, with the gathering of all the nations and everything, but now we're back with the crew.
1: Kind of, parts kind of parts of them.
0: Parts yeah. of them. Um, always Luffy. Luffy. Luffy must always be there. They must find yeah. ways for him. Um, keep,
2: it, keep it Luffy.
0: And um, well, he
1: does. He does.
0: They're now in the land of Wano, um, which he, is
1: which is just Japan, right? Or just Asia.
0: Very japan themed yeah
1: um, you're right yeah
0: um has you you know your one piece shall we say a bit better than i um has wano been like kind of foreshadowed at all through the series Uh,
1: um not from very early on um I think it was first mentioned actually at the end of dress Rosa. So it hasn't been like that long in oh, okay. one piece terms. I mean, I mean, time. in real time it's been like three years. But um, Like they said, I think they said at the end of um, uh, when they got to Zoe, where they met all of the animals where they met yeah, like, the yeah. um, samurai cat and the dog, they said, okay, like part of the crew is going to go, is going to go fight big mom. And then part of the crew was going to go to Wano, and they said, let's meet up at Wano. So that was really the first time it was mentioned. I mean, I can't remember exact details. There's this possibility it could have been foreshadowed. I can't really remember, though. So let's just say it was then that it was first mentioned. Um, Yeah, and so they're here now, and... uh, Luffy and Zoro are together, which is pretty nice. So we haven't actually met up with the rest of the crew. We've seen them, yeah, but we, they haven't actually. Yeah, it was like a
0: brief kind of like establishing kind of chapter of showing right. where everybody is. Um, uh,
1: Usopp's being a trickster he, again.
0: He's basically kind just of, selling kind of going like going back to his roots,
1: right? He's kind of just selling snake oil, essentially. He's just yeah, it was,
0: like, it was, wasn't he literally selling snake oil?
1: Something like that. It was. It was a reference to just you know, just junk. He's just being a quack again, or you know ripping people off um zoro is just a samurai which i mean that's what he has always been and even <laughs> in the if you listen to the to the four kids dub theme song of one piece they say zoro he's a samurai or he's just like a samurai that's it's, what they it's say just
0: like not actually <laughs> very similar though
1: can that can that be our opening for the <laughs> manga club? i don't think we i don't think we could do that
0: probably not
1: um Robin, I think, is oh I forget what she was doing. She's probably she like was a like, geisha, Yeah, maybe? I think
0: she was like oh, yeah. that was a bit weird. Uh, well
1: Robin, I hope you're doing all right. Um ah, those were the three main ones, and then we saw a glimpse of, of Poochie. I mean Law. <laughs> Trafalgar Law who was there he and is he's the like well, But he isn't
0: there. It's I was weird. confused.
1: I saw there was there was a scene where he looked like he was maybe seeing what was happening on the island. But um, then it was
0: maybe just his bear friend whose name I forget. Beppo. Beppo um i
1: think that's like polar bear but switched around right po, Beth, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: uh
1: yeah i mean not a lot is i i don't want to say not a lot has happened i mean they've they've kind of met some new characters that are going to be important um
2: the one thing
0: i was wondering about is like zoro's kind of got his um
1: i was gonna say this might be his arc i want to say because he's into the the samurai sword thing, so right? Well, of, it, it, isn't well, isn't there
0: uh, that actually like a thing about like the certain yeah
1: the
0: x number of like important amazing swords? swords. Uh, See,
1: this is something a super super hardcore One Piece fan would know. I know that there's something about the swords he has that's important. The three swords that he actually uses because he has some really important swords. But because
0: well, I- now Luffy has one, he's got a sword and like has been like all these like wait what what is that where'd you get it like there's a lot of like it's supposed to be important so i was wondering if uh that
1: probably i'm sorry you know it would
0: be very one piece for luffy to of course just blunder into yeah having because now luffy's fighting with the sword and
1: that was pretty funny because zoro's like what what are you doing you can't do that that's not fair
0: that's my thing right and it is his thing
1: zoro is cool and um yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry, I can't actually remember. Like, pro- there's probably going to be something important because you know how there was the year of Luigi with Nintendo in like 2013. Well,
0: never end. Whenever,
1: whenever the big mom arc was going on for a year, that was the year of Sanji. And Now it's the year of Zoro, probably. Probably. Um, at least I hope so, because that would be cool. Because Zoro doesn't really have much of a backstory. <laughs> it was literally like a couple pages long. My and friend fell had- down
0: the stairs. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> his backstory. <laughs>
1: Yes, his friend died falling downstairs <laughs> when she was very young, and then he devoted his life to being a swordsman because
0: she that's was, what she
1: wanted to do. Yeah. It, I, I can kind of forgive it because I think this was, this might have been in, this was, God, this was almost 20 years ago at this point, but this was when I think uh, Oda wasn't sure maybe if he could continue One Piece, so he kind of had to give Zoro some kind of reason for being, so that's what it was not the most compelling thing and then and then he kind of had Usopp and Nami have a little bit better backstories but yeah in case you didn't know what Zoro's motivation was that's pretty much it um I think I,
2: mean, I even knew that is that revealed <laughs> pretty early on it is it's yeah. very okay. early i
1: think it's either okay. during Buggy or like right it might have been right after captain morgan actually which was like the very first arc yeah um
2: okay i vaguely remember that okay and...
1: right that's that's i know it's super compelling and memorable um The only other thing I think is worth mentioning, uh, for these last couple of chapters is that there was another guy who was kind of reintroduced in this arc working for people like the government of Wano and his name is Basil Hawkins. He's a, um, he kind of has like voodoo powers. It's kind of interesting. I, I know he was introduced in like the same chapter. I think I've mentioned this before, but there was like a huge big chapter, like, God, it was close to 10 years ago now where they were introducing all of these really, really important pirates that kind of showed up later. It's kind of the same chapter they introduced Law and Beige and stuff like that. And Beige was in the last arc. Um, yeah, this guy's power is like he can transfer like pain to these voodoo dolls he has. It's kind of interesting. He kind of has inter- an interesting design. He's got like long blonde hair and kind of like markings on his face. Um, and I assume he's going to Planned stuff later because all of these guys have all of these guys that showed up in this one huge chapter of these important people. But I don't really know yet. I mean, it could just be that he's just a lackey of this guy, because I can't really like think about like okay, how does his power relate to what's going on in Wano? I don't know. But well, yeah, that, that's Wano so far, and I I kind of hope they meet up with the rest of the crew soon because then I feel like that's when they would actually get kind of the main plot back rolling with uh, kaido and stuff kaido is the real kind of focus right now
0: Um, i think that's all
1: i have to say about one piece though for now
0: okay (laughs) yeah um i i feel like you know we got that bonus issue with like all that uh one punch man if i feel like uh, a lot of this month a lot of kind of either just slow burn kind of you know Black Clover, I've been enjoying it, but it's kind of been uh, kind of been doing the same thing for a while now. Uh, Not a lot of progress Um, or, you know, stuff like uh, Promised Neverland, where it's kind of like in transition right now. Yeah, Um, I guess like the last thing I thought might be worth mentioning is uh, what do you guys feel about this uh, new Food Wars arc? Mm,
1: It's okay, I guess. So, I don't know, like, I don't, I feel like they're kind of moving it towards, like, a slice of life thing now or something, like, where it's going to be, like, Ariana being really awkward about boys or something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean. I don't really so, like
1: Suzuki very much.
0: Yeah, Suzuki, the whole, uh, like, I get he's supposed to be young, but he's still, like, I don't know. I
1: he's the same age as Arena and them. He's the same I age? I think so. I think he looks it.
0: I got I the impression he was, like, a little older. Like, yeah, maybe, like, a college they're, they're, then.
1: I think they're, like, yeah, maybe he, yeah, 19 now, maybe. I think they're older.
0: Yeah, they've only advanced a year, I thought.
1: I don't know. He doesn't look that much older is what I'm saying. Well, yeah,
0: but that's just... I mean, I'm still I know, a bit I know, weirded it's, out I'm, with the, like, teacher love oh, thing.
1: I, I understand, <laughs> yeah. I guess, I, I guess it didn't weird me out that much because he looks more like their age, but I guess you're right. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I think... I'm not sure, you know, you're having so much fun with, like, the murder mystery scene. I wanted
1: that guy to be in it more. I wanted that crazy man to be part of it longer.
2: Yeah, it's kind (laughs) of weird that... I mean, I guess this is an extension of that, but it didn't go... It's nowhere in the direction that I kind of expected it to be. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Um, it's not as exciting as I guess I was hoping it to be. I thought it was going to be more of... Yeah, like, I thought it was going to be more of, like, a noir... Okay, but, maybe maybe not. I didn't think it was going to change. But like you
0: know, kind of anything. overly dramatic.
1: Yeah, like it would have
2: been
0: in a fun way,
1: right? And now yeah. it's just. I mean, like, it kind of
2: is changing genres a little bit with the you know more. Um,
0: right. Uh, um, you know, I they I guess,
2: like shoujo type. Yeah, they, or, yeah. They, they make
0: they make a crack about that in the most recent chapter, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, about how he's like you know some uh, love interest
2: from like a shoujo.
1: Right. They I kind know, of and do maybe the it's orange.
2: intentional that yeah. like maybe he yeah. is kind of just playing with or they are playing with genre with these these arcs. Yeah, I'd be yeah. In-
0: I'd be interested if like they continue kind of shifting what they're doing for a bit before kind of settling in in like another large arc or something. But then again, this does seem like a pretty direct continuation of where we were before because you know, it's yeah. still He's he's the mysterious chef that we were hearing about.
1: I'm guessing that there has to be something with Joey Chirou again, because he seems to be the focus of... I don't know. Like, he always is in the background kind of looming. You know what I mean? Even for Arena, who has kind of a weird crush on him. I don't know. That's All, a bit... Also
0: a little weird, but...
1: I, well, I mean, her crush, like, I can understand that. But, yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's not... I, I don't think it's actually going to be, like, realized or anything like right. that. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just, It's just not as, I guess, compelling as I was hoping, and I don't really super care for this guy yet. Um, I did think it was kind of funny, and and I guess a little bit self-aware that they said, like, where is the next test happening? The beach, you know, kind of like, oh, we're gonna have a beach beach episode now. Yeah, Yeah, so I kind of, I I wanna say Food Wars might be self-aware enough to be kind of making fun of that, but it's also gonna, you know, it's gonna play it straight too. It's Food Wars. It's gonna have, you know, bikinis and whatnot and Oh boy. Fan service.
0: Can't wait. <laughs> I mean I can't but complain yeah. about you know, this it's the essential part about right this series. Right, that yeah, I, like. and I
1: don't mean to sound prudish or anything. It's just that I, I I don't think this this arc is terrible or anything. I just kind of I don't know, it's not really it's not really grabbing me yet.
0: Or well, it had grabbed us. And then kinda of Yeah, us. and
1: then it kind of just went into, oh, here's this new guy that kind of looks like Soma, even though they're not actually related, which it's kind of weird, but...
0: You see, when you become the figure to like, you know, the kind of adopted son...
1: <laughs> you start to look like him. It's like Tomie. It's like... Yeah. He infects you. Oh, man.
0: That's right. He's gonna, you know... And then Infect- Arian is, <sighs> is going to murder him.
1: So it's like opposite Tomie. Yeah, yeah it's like the male version where the women kill the men how progressive
0: exactly <laughs> you know food wars, that, food wars that progressive uh
1: oh yes, yeah, a very progressive manga, manga food yeah. wars we all know it well
0: all right well it's coming full circle like that i think it's a good place to end um once again zach if you could remind us what we are going to be reading for the book club next month
2: yes so we are going to do cells at work um written by akane shimizu uh, written and illustrated i should say Um, and we were going to read the first two volumes
0: fantastic and we'll be talking about uh september in shonen jump uh, weekly shonen jump the u.s publication Uh, shonen jump is the japanese one fun you know fun fact
2: um anyway and and maybe we'll talk about dragon quest 11 maybe we're
1: <laughs> we are trying not to buy that because we really don't need another 100 hour jrpg but god that looks so good
0: <laughs> oh yeah i don't want to talk about it because i might just like get it on Steam. Pre-order it right now yeah. I might just... oh i forgot
1: i see yeah and i also forgot that it's coming out next week for some reason i thought it was out yesterday i don't know why but then I remember that, that previews come out earlier. so uh-huh. Or um, not previews, reviews.
2: <laughs> Sometimes.
1: Well, I mean, it's tangentially related because Toriyama does the art for it and the character designs a lot of the time.
0: It's more related than Kingdom Hearts and we know that we've talked about Kingdom Hearts quite a bit.
1: Kingdom Hearts okay. is extremely big brain uh, material. It's
2: true. All yeah, of yeah, it. It's it... And and there's the Kingdom Hearts manga. I don't
1: know if we can <laughs> I say saw... the same
2: about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not reading Dragon that West. i'm I, not reading that. <laughs> i
1: saw that at otakon actually and i thought of Zach. i saw some i saw a lot of kingdom hearts manga and i didn't know a lot of it had been translated to english actually
2: yeah i you think like have to all the gun to my head all and I, of the first two games and then 358 days over two. Oh,
1: i thought it was new stuff i didn't know it was Maybe, like adapting
2: oh yeah. no yeah it's adaptations
1: Oh, okay that makes sense i guess i kind of i've seen screen caps of it i kind of it kind of looks cute but like I don't, again i don't think i'd actually seek it uh, I out i don't
2: even think i could read yeah. it I've, I've seen some stuff from it and it's just like the dialogue in it is just
1: it's not, not it doesn't great. hold a candle to the kingdom hearts dialogue in the games which is like really good
2: which is very very good the darkness where did it come from <laughs>
1: That's Walter and I's favorite line from Birth by Sleep. Tara, Tara's voice actor is so bad. Uh,
2: <laughs> I've already said my favorite line from Birth by Sleep where Xeonort <laughs> points and yells, Keyblade. Dreamward.
1: I love Xehanort. I think he's great actually.
2: Man, I know. Like the biggest tragedy of our time is that Leonard Nemoy passed away before. Uh, don't remind
1: history. oh, don't remind me. He's I not need, gonna be as good.
0: I need to uh When we're done recording, uh, I'll show you my Final Fantasy XIV character that I made look like a Xehanort.
1: He really does look like Uh, young Xehanort.
0: But anyway, thanks for joining us, everybody. (laughs) Um, Yes. Emily and Zach, where can you be found on Twitter?
1: Uh, I am at Cosmos, of course.
0: And I am at Wilker Fox. I'm not on Twitter because I am a man of mystery. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) We'll be back next month. And be sure to check out all the other lovely stuff that we have on multiversitycomics.com.